Welcome everyone to Voice of the Valley here in the Horn Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. I'm your host Dave Bell. 428-9494 is the phone number. 928-428-9494. Happy Thursday everybody. Hope you're having a good day. One of my guests is having a good day. The other one is already busy. How how can you be this busy this early in the morning and yet he is because He's a sheriff. Yeah, life of a law enforcement agency. That's right. <laughs> Kathy Grimes is here with the uh, Graham County Substance Abuse. I always want to say Graham and Greenlee. Um, <laughs> Graham County Substance Abuse Coalition and Greenlee County Sheriff Tim Sumner is here. PJ, Graham County Sheriff, mm-hmm. is off. Uh, he's got court, yep. you were saying. So yep. uh, he was supposed to be here, but unfortunately can't. Right. Sheriff, thank you so much for being here. Appreciate it. Thank you. It's good to be here. Uh, yeah, it busy. <laughs> it's been busy, yes. Had had an accident. It's not your jurisdiction, right? It's DPS. Um, oh, this one was DPS in the Black Hills this morning. Yeah, an accident. But you guys help out um, because all the agencies help each other um, when possible. So yeah. yes. sorry for your, your men and women having to get called out so early. And hopefully, hope, is everybody okay? Do we know? For the most part, only one was flown out, but okay. people should be okay. All right, good. That's that's good news. That's good news. Take yeah. Hey, you know, yep. take what you can get. Absolutely. Uh, the sheriff is here because your big event is less than a week away. Yes, we're so excited and looking forward to it. Um, it's um, sheriff talk, and it came. The idea came from a meeting for it with the Greenlee County Substance Abuse Coalition, and um, we were talking about drugs coming across the border and. Um, people were asking, well, what happens once they cross the border? And so we came up with the idea um, to host an event where the sheriffs will be able to talk about what ha- what's happening in their communities and what they're doing about it to address the issues. I certainly don't want to give away anything because you want all the sheriffs to be there to talk because mm-hmm. it's impactful uh, absolutely. When, when you're there in person watching the people who literally have to risk their lives tell you what's happening Mm -hmm. um but but i think it's fair to ask you uh, sheriff sumner greenlee might be the furthest from the border of the five counties that are going to be represented it's pinal gila graham greenlee and cochise cochise obviously on the border pinal is real close Mm -hmm. um but it's not like your county is uh, unimpacted you're dealing with this every day yeah, it's coming through Greenlee County, but not only is it the uh, Graham, Gila, Greenlee County, it's all throughout the state and all throughout the nation. As you know, this has gone well beyond even Greenlee County. So, yes, it, it flows through. We've had some some loads that have come through, and honestly, they weren't destined for Greenlee County. They weren't going to Duncan, Clifton, or Marinci. They were passing through, and they were destined to further locations outside of Arizona and across the, the nation. So this really is uh, an issue that's affecting the entire nation, not just simply these five counties or just the border counties along you know, California, Arizona, and Texas. It's a, a much bigger uh, impact that's occurring right now across the nation. Greenlee is a border county, mm-hmm. but it's a border with New Mexico, which is also a border state. Are you seeing things flow in from the east as well as from the south? Yes, we've, we've had uh, a couple times recently that um, there have been a couple cases coming across 70 in from New Mexico heading back the other direction. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. Sheriff Daniels talks about it quite a bit, but it's, it's the uh, apps are being used to uh, solicit and recruit people to come pick up and, and make these deliveries for people or, or uh, drugs at times. You've also got 
Um, I, and maybe I'm wrong. Is Greenlee a transient county because of the mine? Do, do you, I mean, you've got a lot of population that may not be there year-round. Is that correct? That, that's correct with the mine. So does that play a factor in the flow of drugs? You know, because I'm, I'm thinking, look, maybe it's me. And, and look, I'm naive. I'll be the first to say it. I live here. I want my community to be safe. I pay attention to what my neighbors are doing. Um, I got a couple of great neighbors. I got Tina Gonzalez in my oh, block. She's go. fantastic. <laughs> um, so we, we kind of watch ourselves. Mm-hmm. But if you're only there for three months, four months, six months, do you care? Do you not care? Does that play a factor? I don't see the, the transient population of the mine and Marinci particularly being a factor on this. I think it's more that we're just very remote and rural, and that's a, an easy route for uh, smugglers to take. And, you know, taking the 191, the Coronado Trail, or going up through 78 through Mule Creek and things like that, not really truly affecting the the county or uh, having an impact because of the transient population of the mine. Because we have people that come in from the mine daily, you know, through the Black Hills, uh, like this morning from as far away as, as Wilcox, um, Benson, over in New Mexico side from Las Cruces and Deming that drive it every day. But I don't, I don't see that as being the, the issue with uh, the drug routes coming that way. I think it's more so just our, our outlying area. And oftentimes cartels, they do target small rural populations that they uh, – assume that there's not law enforcement out there, there's less resources, less drug interdiction canines and drug interdiction officers and different resources that are available on borders and in I-10 and things like that. Uh, oftentimes they do try to stay as much as they can off the, the higher population where there's a lot more resources as far as uh, state troopers and interdiction and, and scanning devices and drug dogs and things like that. What we were talking before we went on the air, I wish the sheriff had more money for for his department. <laughs> yes, um, he, he was he was very political. Did you did you hear him when he talked? Was, no, no, we're good, we're okay, we're all right. <laughs> okay, um, but I, I wish law enforcement had more money for those things. Absolutely. Um, so because you, it's not like you have a, a thousand person staff that can be out there every hundred feet watching things. No. Your, your deputies are out there covering a lot of ground, often alone. They, they do. And, um, you know, talking about the money, going back to that for a moment, uh, the Arizona Sheriff's Association really did, um, you know, has worked with the governor's office in trying to open up some of that money that used to be <clears throat> on the, the border, uh, the border strike force monies. And there's some other things at play there. But uh, working with the legislature and the, the governor and trying to free up some of that money for those border county sheriffs and the sheriffs that are uh, dealing with the impact uh, of the, the drugs coming across and, and the, the, the human smuggling going on. Uh, has been beneficial, and so the Arizona Sheriff's Association, you know, does continue to work for that effort to try to get, you know, more of those funds appropriated uh, to those local county sheriffs, you know, and oftentimes we're considered a Tier 2 county for, like, Graham, Greenlee, Gila, uh, and actually even Pinal that are not touching the border, so the the, the counties that do touch the border consider Tier 1 and usually get more funding, so we do get some annual funding uh, being a Tier 2 county, Tier 1 and Tier 2, and then other counties further up uh, get a lesser amount because they're still affected by uh, the drugs and the human smuggling. Uh, you need it much more than Yuma. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> I used to live in Havasu, and we played a lot of Yuma schools. So <laughs> oh, there you go. That, that's oh. that's my only reason. I, I have no beef with the Yuma sheriff. <laughs> no, but, he's great. Yeah, Leon Wilmot's a great sheriff down there. Yeah, but you know, come on now. My, <laughs> I, I my kids played football for Havasu. I, I, I can't <laughs> like Gila Ridge and Kofa. Yeah. There you, you know, go. I get so, it. So. Um, how, how are things in general going for, for your department? Because people, I don't think people understand city 
or municipal town law enforcement is different from a sheriff. You're constitutionally mandated to be out there come what may. That's correct. So so how are things going for you and your department right now? Uh, you know, things are going well. We, we have some vacancies just like uh, everyone else. You know, it just in general, law enforcement has been hard to fill vacancies. There's this kind of a national trend uh, to fill vacancies in, in uh, not only patrol, but detention. And we are mandated for those, as you stated. Uh, but for us, we're, we're doing pretty well. We, we still have 24-hour around-the-clock coverage. Um, you know, when things happen, and sometimes, uh, you know, local municipalities may not be out or uh, the state police are not out. Um, like this morning, we were the first ones. My, my deputies were the first ones, two of them on scene, uh, to get uh, to that accident in the Black Hills. But uh, we, we, it's a, we all work together. In Greenlee and Graham County, all the agencies really do work together. You know, over here in Graham, I know oftentimes you'll see a Thatcher, a Safford, a Graham County car all at the same same accident scene or whatever's going on. Uh, sometimes all five, you know, DPS and Pima, you'll just see uh, they really work together well. Um, we work together well with I've Clifton. I've seen Greenlee. Uh, if you guys, if somebody happens to be down here for whatever reason yes. and there's a call, I've seen a Greenlee squad. Yeah, everybody understands we all work together and we'll, we'll do what we need to do to help each other out. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, we're all serving the citizens and that's ultimately our job. And what we're trying to do is protect everyone and keep the community safe. So, well. That's that's isn't that I, awesome. It is, that's but awesome. but again, the funding. I I'm I I'm know. a stickler on this. Sheriff's <laughs> not going to say it. I will, because of these requirements. Mm-hmm. It's 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 so sad that our sheriff's departments are the least paid in right. law enforcement. Right. That that your guys, your men and women, can be cherry picked because they're men and women who are raising families. They need money right and it's awful right. that the one that's required to be there is the least paid yeah and yeah. and well that one won't be quite on i'll definitely advocate that and i'll agree 110 percent on that one you're absolutely right i actually uh went to the legislature last uh, couple years we spoke down there and that's exactly what i even told the legislative body on both the house and senate side was that the, the county deputies who have to do the absolute most um are the least paid you know, around the state and so um, anyways, it is an issue for sure on that aspect of it. Um, as far as, or as we were talking earlier as, as budgets, you know, I said our, our budget is, is good and we're, 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 we're doing well, but, um, honestly, a lot of it though is because of vacancies and we have vacancy savings. And so when you have a short staff and you're short staffed and you have vacancy savings, then you're going to have some extra, uh, funds there. But, um, you know, it, we really are trying to get more funds specifically for this type of issue, you know, the, the drugs and the human, human trafficking. And, uh, that really has... Uh, impacted our county, other counties, uh, the entire state, and the entire nation, like I said. Yeah, uh, the special election in New York, Long Island, New York, hinged on the border. That's what they're saying, is Mm -hmm. it was the border issue, and who took the stronger stand won that election. Right. So the fact that Long Island, (laughs) which is nowhere near, um, is, is facing that. I think it's it's yeah it's a national issue. It really is, and it's not only the the, the drugs, you know, the fentanyl by the tons that have coming through fentanyl and uh, and the human, um, you know, the illegals. But uh, along with that is you know talking you mentioned earlier Yuma, the Yuma Sheriff Leon Wilmot. He does a great job at putting out statistics from the Border Patrol and who the seizures are. And I, I don't know them off the top of my head, but I think it's been over 140 some different nationalities from different countries that are coming in. Uh, you just you really don't know who's coming across the border. We're thinking it may just be people just coming across for for a better life, but there's also it's exploited to the point that not only cartels but even terrorists could easily exploit our border because of how open it is, and uh, and they can easily you know use that to come across and and get into the, this country to do some some very ill will. So you just don't know when it's that wide open and it's not being managed properly. 
Have you had any contact with your counterparts on the Mexican side, thinking specifically of Sonora? Um, Because the reality is, until Mexico really takes a strong stand on this issue, it's almost like you're the kid with the finger in the dam trying to plug, you know, 20 holes with 10 fingers. <laughs> yeah. So personally, no, I have not. But I do know uh, that there are some of the other sheriffs have. They, they do that on the border sheriffs and some of the major county sheriffs. They have those conversations and they have met with them. And we've uh, discussed that in our Arizona Sheriff's Association meetings. But I personally have not had those uh, interactions or gone down to. But the to association is, correct. is trying to. Because, you know, law enforcement, good law enforcement is good law enforcement no matter what side of the border it's on. Mm -hmm. And I want to stress that good part. Yes. Because (laughs) sometimes there aren't, especially on the the Mexico side. Um, There's a lot of money down there, especially in narcotics. And it's easy to see somebody turn the wrong way. Mm -hmm. And and that just makes your job that much harder, it seems. It, it does. And, um, you know, I don't have personal experience down there with the, the money and the good cops or bad cops or not. Um, I, I trust that all police are, are good and they're doing their job. But I do understand that uh, down south of the border, there are some different dynamics. One is the money. Another one is the uh, the true threats. You know, we're, we're seeing and I've seen the uh, posting. A lot of them don't make it out on our side and the national news here or even Arizona news. But uh, there have been many cases down on the on the southern part where uh, we have received intel and seen the information and pictures of of. Uh, you know, law enforcement that were killed, you know, family, those types of things really do happen where uh, threats against family members and, and personnel and um, actual, not only death threats, but actual death occurs. And so it is a reality, a lot more than it is here on, on our side. Unfortunately, it is a reality down there, but um, we're, we're hoping that, you know, that stays minimal down here in uh, our southern end of Arizona. We don't really see that coming across, but uh, it does happen. You've had contact with the legislature, as you've said, the governor's office. I'm assuming you've spoken with our congressional representatives and senators, at least their offices. Has there been a significant push to get Mexico more involved in this issue? Because like we say, you you guys could be doing a great job, a bang-up job, and grabbing as many people as possible, but the reality is until Mexico joins the fight, it's you know it's you're going to stop the the waves coming in it doesn't work you can't stop the ocean yeah so uh that's probably a much bigger topic and conversation for the scope than what we're talking about right now at the moment for me anyways because uh Again, yes, those conversations do occur. We Good. have great representatives. Um, as far as the, the actual conversations and what's going on and the progress being made, I, I can't really speak to that because I'm not sure. I'm not privy to those conversations. You're, you're not in the so, negotiating team, is Not that? in that part, no. <laughs> <laughs> just out in Greenlee County. Come on. He's busy. He is. He's <laughs> <laughs> way too busy for this. Uh, but I yeah, understand. I mean, my, my guys run that accident, and then a domestic violence mm-hmm. came up. I had to go and uh, deal with a domestic violence situation this morning while they were busy on the accident. So, uh, yes, I'm, I'm busy. I'm working. I don't really get into those types of uh politics, I guess you'll say, and getting down into to Mexico and, and uh, as much into Congress and legislature. I know Sheriff Daniels goes back and speaks to uh, the Congress in Washington and things like that. I know Sheriff Lamb and other sheriffs have. Um, I have not done that. So I know our, our Arizona sheriffs are being represented at that level, uh, just not me personally. You know, I kind of more so stick in Greenlee County. <laughs> He's got enough to do there. I'm surprised you guys let me come over to Graham County today and <laughs> the radio station. I appreciate it. Well, we're glad you're here. <laughs> the sheriffs are working law enforcement. They I mean, are. that's that's the thing that I think the average person doesn't understand is mm-hmm. just because you're elected sheriff doesn't mean you're not a cop. Right. Because that's the reality. I mean, right. 
you're out there with your men and women. I'm out there, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I know He's that there's sheriffs job, that's are for sure. out there as well. I know Sheriff Daniels has had stops and pursuits down in Cochise County that he was involved in as the sheriff himself personally. I know, you know, Graham County Sheriff, same thing. PJ, he's, oh. he's great. And he's I've out seen there PJ and out at scenes, yeah. <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, you know, that's what sheriffs do, so. Yeah. 428-9494. We're going to take a quick break, give everybody a chance to catch your breath more with Sheriff Tim Sumner from Greenlee County and Kathy Grimes from the Graham County Substance Abuse Coalition right after this. Welcome back to Voice of the Valley here in the Horn Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. I'm Dave Bell, Kathy Grimes, and Sheriff Tim Sumner are here. Uh, we were just chatting during the break. We always learn something new. I do, every time I come. And, and I learned, <laughs> Sheriff Sumner just told me, Greenlee is the only county in Arizona that does not have tribal land on it. And I was not aware of that. I thought San Carlos crossed into Greenlee, but it just goes to the county line. Yeah, we just touch up against it, but it's all in Graham County. So yeah, and and Apache Sitgraves doesn't count as tribal. That's national forest. <laughs> so. forest. We have BLM and and Forest Service in Greenlee County, but no tribal land. Yeah, because yeah. wow. Greenlee's part of the Apache Sitgraves National Forest. Right. Um, but that crosses four counties, right? Greenlee, Apache, Navajo, and Coconino. I think it crosses over into those I four, don't know. I believe. I'm not positive. Um, so, yeah, but that's I think the it national stretches force. as far as Coconino, but I'm not. Yeah. Not, I'd have to take a look at the map again. <laughs> so the event. So fill us in all on the event, Kathy. Okay, so Sheriff Talk will happen on uh, February 21st um, from 6 to 8 p.m. We will be at the Safford Center for the Arts, but uh, it also will be live streamed. We have five sheriffs that are um, will be attending. Um, Sheriff Daniels from Cochise County, Sheriff Shepard from Gila County. I've never met him before. Um, PJ, of course, um, Tim, Sumner and Sheriff Lamb. And so um, they're going to be talking about um, once the drugs come across the border, right, um, what's happening in their communities and what they're doing to address those issues. Correct? That's correct. Yeah. February so, 21st. Yeah, we're really excited about it. I know every county is going to look so totally different, but they all have a lot of the same issues, right? Yes. Yeah, we have different issues, but the same along mm -hmm. this route. You know, Cochise County, for instance, has a lot more volume than what, uh, you know, Sheriff uh, Allred or, or myself over in Greenlee are dealing with for sure. And, um, you know, he spoke some at that symposium mm -hmm. uh, back at EAC right. earlier uh, over last year, I guess, 2023. He spoke at that symposium where he uh, provided a lot of the statistics. And, uh, you know, he, he definitely has a whole lot more volume of uh, the issues than we do. So right. it's a lower key for us, but it's still happening here. Yes. Yeah. And so um, individuals who are either in person or um, are on live stream can um, submit questions to the sheriffs. We probably won't get to all of them, but we'll do our best to answer as many as we can. Um, and so it will, I hope uh, individuals will be able to see what's going on in the communities, get involved to help um, address those issues, um, volunteer on the coalitions. We need uh, individuals um, volunteering in our coalitions to help educate about fentanyl, about Narcan, about other substances that are out we're seeing out there. 
we talk, Kathy and I talk all the time, and talk about how this area takes a holistic approach to mm-hmm. addiction. Absolutely. And, you know, it's it, we understand that help is better than incarceration many times. Not Absolutely. always. Mm-hmm. Not always. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the addiction. Now, mm-hmm. dealers, we want them locked up and thrown away the key. We do. We really <laughs> want that. Um, but law enforcement has to take a different perspective to this. Because whether somebody's just an addict, I'm using air quotes, or somebody who's doing something harmful to others, you don't know that at the time. So you have to treat every encounter almost the same, correct? Uh, There's circumstances. Usually we don't, but uh, for the most part, uh, that's correct. We treat them all all the same. And if there's drugs, they're going to, you know, deal with that consequence. And then later those things can come out uh, through through the court process, through the judicial system, of course, right, through uh, their attorneys and and the county attorney and working and and looking at treatments and things. And that's become a big push, of course, and and which we're supportive of as sheriffs is is the treatment centers. You know, Yavapai County actually has done a phenomenal job with uh, being the first one to come up with this uh, outpatient treatment center right outside the jail. the sheriffs met there once and toured it as a great facility and it's really a concept of really trying to get people back connected in their communities of course you know locally here we have the um the house of hope and and that's been great uh, i've been over there several times i've referred people over there as well i think they're doing a great job and um before i get too far down that road i want to go back real quick to what kathy mentioned a moment ago about volunteering sure. and so not only not only volunteering but also uh encouraging your, your students your high school students to volunteer as well so the, what i like about mm-hmm. the graham and greenlee county substance abuse coalitions are the youth that are involved and it really is great to, uh, for the kids to get involved there's been many times and kathy does a great job at trying to to engage the youth uh, you know, it's great for uh, for college uh, you know, applications, for resumes, for scholarship applications, and really they, they do it. They bring a lot to the table. They really mm-hmm. do. You know, the kids really do know a lot. And, um, you know, purposely in Greenlee County, we started meeting at the lunch hour, uh, so that way they rotate between Duncan and Marinci high schools and they'll meet in the cat in the uh the, the library at both those during the lunch period to try to encourage and get uh, you know youth involved to involvement and so i know it's a big part of that coalition mm-hmm. uh piece as far as a stakeholder and so i just wanted to touch on that one as well i had the moment it's not just simply get involved but try yeah. to encourage your kids to get involved with these coalitions it really uh helps out we have a program that we've been um implementing in graham county for quite a number of years it's our sixth grade project and we partner Mm -hmm. with our probation and with our courts on and the schools and um we're actually this year getting to take that program to duncan on the 29th and then in march we'll be in marinci and it's a sixth grade project because we know we need to start younger with educating our young people and so we have student council um and then the youth um that uh it's Yada in yeah. Marinci. It's Youth Against Drug Abuse. And um, and so they'll be um, providing peer education, which is what it's really amazing. And, and we know that the kids are going to listen to their peers before they're going to listen to us. And so well, um, kids and, don't listen ever. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they, they hear you. They may not um, act on what you're telling them, but they, they hear you. Uh, and so that's why we got to keep on talking. Finger, <laughs> <right>. Fingers crossed. <laughs> but, yep. you know, yep. we just had our. One of our 33-year-olds, we call them the twins, uh-huh. one of them over yesterday, it was his birthday, and he wasn't listening. <laughs> 33, he's got another one on the way, uh-huh. and he's still not listening to mom and dad. It's kids. He you hears know. you. He's just doing he, his own thing That's right what that, your fingers crossed. He's, he's a good man, so, yeah. you know, but we tease him about not right. listening. So. But, yeah, it's true. If, if the kids can help each other, it, mm-hmm. it, let's face it, as much as, 
parents know because we've been through it. We, mm-hmm. All of us here are parents. We've all been through it. Yeah. If your buddy says, hey, that's a stupid thing to do, you're probably going to pay a little bit more attention to that yep. at 15 than if dad, who's literally a sheriff. <laughs> My mom was a cop, too. So I'm I'm right with you. I mean, I have a daughter that was a deputy. So <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, yeah. so. Yeah, my mom didn't know anything until I became a parent. So I, of course, you know. of course, you're like, oh, now I get it, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, we take youth with us. We just took um, six of them, one of them from the Greenlee area, and five from Graham County to Washington D.C. to an annual yeah, conference. Yeah, and um, so they were able to meet with Congressman Siscomoni and um, share with him their um, opinions and what their thoughts are and what we need in our communities, um, and so. We give them those youth leadership opportunities. I always say, if you don't allow them to um, have the opportunities to um, become leaders in their community, how do you expect them to be leaders in the future? And so we've got to get the, give them those opportunities every chance we get. You'll see them at the sheriff's talk. There, they'll be there also, and um, and they'll have key roles there. And a lot of them have good ideas. They really do. They you know? do. Yeah, and we just—it's just taking the time to listen to them and not just thinking, "Oh, they're just kids; they don't know what they're talking about." Because they do. They have a lot of them do have really good ideas, and we should be listening to them. And the reality is, they're on the front line. I mean, they're the ones that are being offered or being talked to about, "Hey, try this," or having to. you're you're lame. I, right. I don't think they use the word lame anymore. That's how old I am <laughs> uh, for not doing this. Right. It's, they're right. the ones. Right. You know, and if they can fend it off and help others to, my gosh, why wouldn't we listen? They're the ones that have to take the lead and show that they're willing to go against their friends and say, no, I'm not doing that. And they may be the outcasts, but that's okay because they're showing that they're they they care and they know what's going on. So, and I truly think they're in the majority. I think most kids are actually in the majority of doing good and doing I, the right things. I think it's the minority is the one that are that are not doing right and they're they're pursuing these types of things. And sometimes we do we need to turn that table to say actually you're in the majority. You're not the you're not the outcast. Absolutely. You're not the one that's in the minority here. You really are. Most of the kids I think are good and trying to do the right things. You know they are kids, mm-hmm. but um, you know and a lot of them too know about the apps a lot more than we do. If we go to the schools and we've asked them, you know, do you know do you guys know how to get drugs right? now does anybody know how to get drugs in here if, if you um, had a friend or somebody needed to get drugs or whatever most of them say oh yeah on these apps it's real yep. easy same on the apps with the uh, the drug trafficking and the human trafficking like i said we've we've had the apps and sheriff dennels he has a lot of cases to speak about where they're being solicited literally these kids are being solicited um on their apps with incentivizing with some pretty good money you know to just mm-hmm. simply go hey go pick up somebody here drive them from this point to this point you got to make sure you stay on this route on 70 you go through these towns you drop off here and that's exactly it's like step-by-step instructions on what they're supposed to be doing and and it's working and, and the cartels are trafficking purposely uh, our miners they are they're, they're not only is fentanyl and the drugs traffic, you know, intentionally going after our minors, but the uh, drug cartels are with with human smuggling. They're um, incentivizing 17 year olds yep. uh, specifically because they know 18 is a different ball game. Mm-hmm. And so we've had 17 year olds and had the minors that are driving through United States citizens that are kids in high school that are getting picked up um, regularly that are hauling three or four or five or six people that they have no idea who they are. They've never met them. They're simply picking them up to drive them to a location and drop them off. Scary. The illegal Uber, right? Illegal Uber. Illegal Uber. It's such a shame that that our kids have to do that. Mm -hmm. Or not have to, but choose to do that. that. Yeah. And and you're right. Money is 
Oof, it's, the root of all evil. It's right? tempting, you know. <laughs> yes. People do dumb things for money. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to hear more about this. Uh, we've got about a minute. So one more time, uh, where are we going to hear from all five of these sheriffs? At the Safford Center for the Arts on February 21st from 6 to 8 p.m. And you can submit questions ahead of time. We already have people submitting questions. So, um, so please join us. I, and uh, if I can't attend, I can live stream it on YouTube or Facebook? Uh, YouTube, um, it's live streamed through the Safford Center through of the Arts, through the Bulldog. Uh, okay. There's a QR code on the... On That's the, their YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was the same thing for Mayor Kautz's funeral. I believe so, yes. yes. Okay. So we're less than a week away. It's next Wednesday. Yep. So, coming up. It is. It's coming right. quick. <laughs> I am looking forward to that. I'll be in the front row. Kathy's I, I already sitting. I got you a, safe, a place saved. <laughs> Me and Tom Botus over at the Courier. There you go. So, there you go. Kathy Grimes from the Substance Abuse Coalition, thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity. And Sheriff Tim Sumner, thank Thank you. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you all for listening as well. I appreciate it every single day. I'm out of here for right now, but I'll be back tomorrow. Till then, you guys have a great day.